Hey everyone, this is Craig Valentine from Turbulence Training for Abs.com and TTFatLoss.com. Welcome everyone to the call. We've got some interesting stuff this week, an updated TT for Abs program, plus some information about caffeine and exercise, three reasons why I don't consume a lot of caffeine, transformation tip of the week, nutrition tip of the week, and a whole lot more. So let's, uh, let's get into this call now. I think I'm noticing that the gym is a little bit quieter. It sure was busy the first week, and the uh, actually for me the the change room was a problem. It was impossible to find a locker, but uh, people unfortunately have dropped out recently, and it's, it feels like it's November in there again. Now, one of the reasons I think people drop out so fast, um, you know, in addition to not enjoying it, but a lot of people just you know find there's so much muscle soreness because they jump into programs, these high volume programs that are in magazines and. When I say magazines, I mean, you know, Muscle and Fitness, Flex Magazine, stuff like that. And it's a big mistake that most people are doing too much volume in their workouts. And and I would say that even you are probably doing too much volume in your workout. We're going to talk to you about, you know, that in one second, um, you know, with our Transformation Tip of the Week here. So for Monday, January 25th, here it is, the transformation tip of the week is I want you to take a look at every exercise, set, and rep in your workout program. And I want you to consider, is it there just to add volume and time to your workout? Are you one of those people who have to be in there for an hour? Or is it there with purpose? Is every rep, every set, every exercise there with an actual purpose getting you closer to your goals? Because this is the most important thing I want you to understand here. Training is a simply a stimulus so training is the stimulus applied to the body, and the reason why we apply that stimulus is with the purpose of getting results or getting a specific adaptation. So when you do bicep curls, you do that for the purpose of changing the appearance of your bicep. You do interval training with the purpose of burning belly fat. And so should you do four exercises for your biceps if you don't want them to get a lot bigger. No, absolutely not. Should you do 20 intervals? No, if you want to come back and train again in two days, no, you shouldn't do 20 intervals. So all that type of stuff is very important to understand. And, you know, it's not just how much can I do, how long can I make this workout, how hard can I make this workout, but how effective can I make this workout. And really, you also want to be thinking about saving your body because, you know, you might be able to train super hard a week, two weeks, but you won't be able to do it for two years or 20 years. So just think about that when you're putting together your programs or you're getting programs out of a magazine. On the bright side, of course, is that you can just simply take the programs that I've put together for you, which have been designed with that thought in mind. So let's hit a structured workout. We're going to talk about the updated version of the Turbulence Training for Abs program. It's phase two. We're going to go through the advanced workout A. And we've recently made some small changes to those workouts, not huge changes, but minor modifications, and we filmed them all on DVD, and hopefully we'll have those out to you in the middle of February. All right, so you're going to start workout A with Bulgarian split squats, eight reps per side, and you're going to pair that with Spider-Man push-ups or, uh, or regular push-ups. So if you do Spider-Man push-ups, you're going to do 10 reps per side. If not, just do the most difficult push-up you can do for 15 repetitions. Into the second superset, it's going to be inverted row paired with a one-leg deadlift. And we have a, a picture of the one-leg deadlift on the blog, so go to ttfatloss.com 
and look for the uh, blog post titled, Three Reasons I Skip Caffeine. And then into the second superset, we're going to have a stability ball rollout. Actually, sorry, that was the second superset. We're into a triset now, and the triset is three exercises. So we're going to have stability ball rollout paired with uh, or combined with cross-body mountain climber, which is one of uh, my favorite unique abdominal exercises, and then finish off with a side plank, 30 seconds per side. All right, you're going to finish off that workout with interval training, and that is it for workout A in the advanced phase two of turbulence training for abs. All right, so into Tuesday, this is our research review day, so I'll make sure you get 30 minutes of fun activity. Maybe you're doing that while listening to this call on your iPod. That'd be cool. And then we're going to talk about the caffeine research and then three reasons why I don't like to use caffeine. So the, the reference for the research studies from the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research, and it's a research review. That means these people sat down and they took a look at all the studies on caffeine and short-term high-intensity exercise. So these guys were from the Department of Kinesiology at California, California State University, the San Marcos uh, campus. So in the past, a lot of research has been done on endurance training. And generally, if you consume caffeine, uh, with endurance training, you're going to be able to perform better. So, for example, my university professor, he was into marathon running, and what he would do, this was, you know, 15, 20 years ago when he was running marathons, um, and, you know, pretty much 10 years ago when I was in university, but uh, he was saying that he would drink a flat can of Coca-Cola before a marathon. So he would get caffeine, um, he would drink it flat, obviously, he didn't want to be carbonated, but that's one way. I mean, he wasn't taking caffeine pills or anything back then. Obviously, uh, a coffee would do it as well, but you have to also consider what that's going to do to your stomach when you go run a marathon. So that's well known that caffeine improves endurance performance, but they didn't really know what it did for sprinting and, and resistance training. So they eventually got about 17 studies that fit their criteria, and they found that 11 out of those 17 studies revealed significant improvements in team sport exercise or power-based sports with caffeine. Now, what they also found was that the effects were more common in elite athletes who did not regularly consume caffeine. So that would be like me, technically, I, or in theory, I would get a great boost from this. Now, of course, there's also a maximum amount of caffeine that you're allowed to have in your blood uh, if you're in a tested event. So, for example, the Olympics, um, I think if you consume over 200 milligrams of caffeine immediately before your event, you're, you have a chance of testing positive. And I, I'm pretty sure, um, I'm not obviously not an expert on the world doping uh, rules, but I'm pretty sure that you there's a caffeine limit. All right, so they also found that in six of those 11 studies, there was a significant benefit of caffeine for resistance training. So, pretty interesting stuff. On the other hand, some of the studies actually showed a decrease in performance when caffeine was taken in. So, very individual, and so how you and your workouts respond to caffeine intake is going to come down to you. I've had great workouts with caffeine and great workouts without it. I felt great, and I felt like crap while taking caffeine in training. So, it's really up to you and what you like. I mean, I've actually had some of my best workouts on four or five hours sleep with no caffeine and had amazing workouts. So I don't consume caffeine on a regular basis before training. And of course, I do not believe that caffeine helps you lose more body fat. So I just wanted to throw that in there as well. All right, so now what are my three reasons that I don't use it? 
Well, number one is I, I get pretty jittery and have some anxiety with it. So, again, if I'm not consuming caffeine on a regular basis, I have those side effects. If I was, maybe I wouldn't have those side effects. Um, I remember a Men's Health magazine, I can't remember what issue, it was way back in 2008 or 2009, they were talking about increased caffeine intake, uh, 30% of people had those types of side effects. So, for example, it's not a good idea for me to drink a lot of caffeine. And, and one time I drank one of those Monster Energy drinks. I mean, I, I love the flavor, that blue flavor one, but, you know, I have like maybe one or two of those a year. And uh, I had one of those before I went to to the UFC event, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, 96 in Montreal last April, and I ended up having that uh, pretty close to the event time. I was pretty jacked up when I was there, and I ended up staying up pretty late that night because I couldn't sleep uh, too much. So I certainly uh, am not super caffeine. I've never had a coffee. Um, when I was four or five, I used to drink some of my dad's coffee, but only because I think he put about three tablespoons of sugar in it. So I used to uh, have some when I was five, but I haven't had a real coffee uh, in my entire life. Okay, number two is dependency. Now listen, you can you can mentally cripple somebody who is a caffeine addict by denying them caffeine. I've seen some people get massive headaches. I've seen them have no energy. I've seen them be very irritable just because they don't have caffeine. And I certainly don't like to think about being dependent on something like that. And I was even talking to a friend who's on a caffeine detox recently. And for two to three days, she was having a real hard time in the afternoon uh, being able to do anything. So, again, I don't want to be dependent on something like that, uh, just in case it's ever removed. And then finally, number three is I simply don't need it. I have a lot of energy right now. I have really good workouts. I have great nutrition, excellent sleep habits. And so, you know, I don't think that I need more caffeine and more, more mental alertness compared to what I have now. So I might have a bit of green tea once in a while or even a, a soda, Coke, or Mountain Dew or, you know, one of those blue Monster Energy drinks once or twice a year, but I don't need it every day, and, and so that's why I don't consume it. And uh, certainly not casting any judgments on anybody, but uh, I would most importantly be aware of that dependency. If, if that's taking away caffeine is going to wipe you out, you might want to uh, cut back. All right, so we did... Wednesday, we're talking about advanced workout B from phase two of the turbulent strength for abs. You do a dumbbell split squat paired with a T push-up. Now, in the T push-up, you really want to resist the rotation on the way down, and that's where you're really going to get the most benefit uh, for your abdominal muscles in that exercise. Then you're going to pair a chin-up uh, and knee-up combined, so that's a, a cool little exercise, with a reaching lunge, and that's another cool little exercise. So that's the second superset. And then you're going to go into a tricep, stability ball jackknife, stability ball mountain climber with your hands on the ball, feet on the floor, and then a side plank with leg raise, which is a real tough exercise. And you're going to do that for three times uh, in the tricep there. So that is a pretty tough workout that we just put you through there and probably one of the toughest ones in the advanced uh, turbulent strength for abs program. Into Thursday, we get your 30 minutes of fun activity. And now here's something that most people don't know about the simple plank exercise. Dr. Stuart McGill, who's pretty much one of the world's leading researchers on low back pain and abdominal endurance, he's found that if you're able to do a plank for two minutes, then you're going to have a really low risk of low back pain. So that's your challenge, is to see how long you can do a plank for with perfect form, of course, and he recommends that you build up your endurance to two minutes. Now, of course, that's not the most exciting thing in the world to do, 
but it is a really good test for you to do. Um, you know, work your way up to two minutes, and then if you don't want to do it any the plank anymore, you know, do some other stuff. But come back to it every month and, and just make sure that you're doing the plank for that long. Uh, otherwise, you know, if you're really having a hard time with it and you're not overweight, you know, if you're overweight, it's going to be tough to do a plank for two minutes um, because of the extra weight. But if you're not overweight and you have a really hard time doing two minutes with a plank, then I would really focus on it. I would also just make sure that you don't have any back issues because you might be at increased risk. All right, into uh, Friday, workout C. We're going to do dumbbell step-ups paired with grasshopper push-ups. Cool little uh, push-up there. And then we're going to do a tri-set, dumbbell renegade rows, stability ball leg curls, and stability ball cross-body mountain climbers where your feet are on the ball and your hands are on the floor and you take your knee to your opposite elbow. Cool little exercise there. And then we're going to go into another tri-set, hanging, sorry, a superset to finish off there, hanging knee-ups and stability ball plank. Stability ball plank, as I've said many times, is harder than a regular plank, works your abs 30% harder, and uh, by this time your abs will be toast after that entire workout. So workout C is also a difficult one there. And then finish off with interval training, I recommend whenever possible to use that shuttle run interval training, which I talked about last year, as your interval training method. Okay, social support Saturday, my favorite day of the week. I want you to get 30 minutes of fun activity, and then we're going to talk about a new competition workout that I have coming, which is one way to get social support. So comparing yourself to others in a positive environment is a really good way to keep yourself motivated. So coming soon is the TT Adrenaline program, and in it is going to be a circuit challenge. So it's actually workout C of next month's program, of February's program, and I just finished this workout the other day. It's crazy. It's fun. It's a whole bunch of shuttle sprints combined with a lot of bodyweight exercises in a circuit format, and what you're going to do is eventually within that circuit, you're going to do two rounds of the circuit, but you're going to do actually three rounds of push-ups and pull-ups to failure. And so there's going to be a way to score your circuit challenge. You're going to take your total number of push-ups and your total number of pull-ups from those three rounds, and then you're going to subtract twice the number of minutes it takes you to finish the workout. For example, my score was 98 plus 26 minus 52 for a total of 72. Now, how did I get that? Well, I took my total push-ups from the three rounds, which was 98 because I did 40, 30, 28, and then my total number of pull-ups was 26 because I did 10, 8, and 8, and then the total number of minutes that it took me to finish that circuit was 26 minutes, so I doubled that and subtracted from my push-ups and pull-ups, and I get 72. So 72 is my number to beat, um, and hopefully you can uh, crush that. Now, I might change that for women. Hopefully you're not offended, but I might change that to just subtracting the uh, number of minutes to take it from a circuit without doubling the circuit. So anyways, it's going to be cool. It'll explain a lot more in the um, adrenaline program, which comes out, which is actually based on, you know, I call it adrenaline for a scientific reason, which we'll also talk about in the program. All right, finishing off Sunday, plan, shop, and prepare day. 30 minutes, fun activity, of course. And here's something to pick up this week, just a very simple water bottle. And a great reason why for my friend Rob Poulos, who is the author of Fat Burning Furnace, which is like one of the most popular programs in the world right now. Anyway, so Rob says, drink water from a water bottle, not a glass. It may seem like a little thing, but simply switching to a 32-ounce water bottle and refilling it three times, rather than having to refill an 8-ounce glass ten times a day, will make a huge 
difference in how much water you drink. You know, for example, right now I have one of those SIG bottles right beside me, taking a drink from it right now. And it's a big bottle, and I'll go through, um, you know, that a couple times a day, uh, plus some, you know, water before and after training. Anyways, at the very least, more water is definitely better for you than a can of Monster Energy drink, even if it is that wonderful blue flavor. All right, so next week we have a program that doesn't get talked about a lot, but it's the July 2007 Ultimate Advanced Bodyweight Workout, probably the hardest turbulence training, turbulence training bodyweight workout program ever. And so we're going to talk about that next week. And also, in our weekly research review, we're going to talk about one weird thing that women need to do to lose weight. So you'll find that info very interesting. Until then, my friends, stay strong and lean. This is Craig Valentine from Turbulence Training for Abs and ttfatloss.com, wishing you seven excellent days of fat burning.